Hello. I don't know why I used that. It's because of you. It's because you're here. You're just, I was like, oh, I'm just making fun, Molly. I'm already. Al- <laughs> I'm already Mrs. Doubtfire, I mean, really? apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's Molly, and this is The Story Goes. Um, this is a collaborative podcast between SA2020, um, the organization that drives progress toward a shared vision of a thriving San Antonio, and KLRN, your local public television station. Uh, and we just want to make sure that we're telling the more complete story of San Antonio and finding the people and organizations who are are quietly, sometimes loudly, changing the way our city operates, being disruptors. And today um, we've got with us Angela White, who is kind of one of my faves. Um, I shortened it Mm because I'm hip and cool. Um, Angela is the, is it president and CEO, executive director CEO, I don't get two titles. I'm, I'm not that important. So um, just CEO right. of Alpha just Home. Just CEO yeah. of Alpha Home. And today we're going to talk more specifically about like what Alpha Home is. Also, clearly, uh, Angela was born and raised in San Antonio, as you can tell. Deep South. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about how you ended up in this role. Like, where, huh? Where, how did you? Because it's three years now that you've been just, yeah, just over three years. Well done. And you, three years in San Antonio or just three years with Alpha Home? Just three years with Alpha Home. Okay, so you've been here a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Angela also has a mild obsession with um, cars. I do. It's all right. We'll it's talk not about mild. It. It's not. <laughs> It's real. It's an actual thing. It's real. Let's start first then. Um, I want to talk more specifically about how you ended up at Alpha Home. So you're clearly from across the pond. Indeed. I feel bad that like we set up this podcast and I didn't bring in tea or something for you. And I, I'm a little appalled, I'm so but I, I'll, I'll get through it. But thank you. We have no for, manners for the apology. here at Kaler and in SA 2020. So tell us, tell me how you got here to San Antonio in this role. Okay. So I am corporate all the way till this role three years ago. Okay. Um, my husband's job brought us to Houston okay. in 2007, mm-hmm. um, moved to San Antonio 2012 with his job again. Okay. Um, and then I went actually to see a career coach and said, you know, what I really want to do is bring all that corporate stuff. I'm an accountant by trade, which okay. I don't tell many people. Yeah, no, they'll you think should keep I'm boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I really that. don't yeah. talk about that a lot. <laughs> um, and bring back what I really wanted to give back. I didn't want to like be in customer service for widgets anymore. I ran big IT structure. I'm also an SAP consultant, which is big software. Again, very very boring. Yeah, boring and fancy. Yeah. Um, So I went to see a career coach. Two years later, a chap I'd met while I was doing that had this job and said he wanted a conversation with me. I actually laughed when they put it across the table at me because I'm like, you got no chance. You know, I mean, really? <laughs> There's no way. You know, it's addiction. Not done that before. Uh-huh. Um, CEO, not done that before. Right. Managed bigger teams, but not on this bit. Okay. And then it happened. And then three years later. And three years later, I'm still there causing trouble. Yeah. Disruption. And, doing, and to be <laughs> disruption, which I appreciate. I have. I, it's interesting too, right? So you come from the corporate sector mm-hmm. into the nonprofit sector mm-hmm. into something like Alpha Home, yeah. Which was also, I maybe I'm, I, I feel like I'm not wrong when I say sort of Alpha Home is like this very quiet um, organization that is sort of just doing some really amazing things that I I feel like over the course of the last several years it's gotten louder. Like we know it's, yes. it, it exists, We're it's trying. gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, the work that you're doing has pivoted some and gotten sort of more focused and uh, more specific maybe is what I'm uh, – it's like you're driving more impact than I, I feel like I've seen. Um, so it could be the CPA in you or the accountant in you. Yeah, um, possibly. Whatever. Don't tell people that. You said it. I, I didn't. Know, I know. But can you tell me then, one, 
Alpha Home is very specifically targeting women with drug and alcohol addiction, correct? Yes, we do serve some men though. Okay. Um, in an outpatient format and also in our Family First program. Okay. So Alpha Home, we have three programs. We've been around since the mid-60s. Okay. Originally out of Trinity Baptist Church, still very closely connected. Um, so... At any one time, we'll have 47 women in a residential, two homes facility doing drug and alcohol treatment. And we'll also have around 100 in an outpatient setting and around mm, anywhere between 150 and 200 in a family first program. Okay. So let me talk to you about that a little bit because that's the least known in a way. Okay. So in that program, we serve pregnant ladies who are and ladies with young children under six um, that have been maybe at risk of using drugs or alcohol, maybe just not well-educated through their pregnancy. So it's an education intervention program. And within that, we have something that we call a Padre program, which is for men with young children to teach them how to interact and that kind of thing. It's a lovely program. And okay. it's a less known, and it's neonatal abstinence syndrome, PPI, that kind of thing. Well, I what I find, I think, particularly interesting about your programs and your organization generally is that when we talk about sort of substance abuse, it, we almost end it. Like, a person becomes sober, and then it's over. And I think what mm -hmm. we don't see, right, is sort of the ripple, both upstream and downstream, of the kinds of work Absolutely. that you're doing, right? The economic Absolutely. development that occurs because now a woman is sober and can go get a, a job, mm -hmm. right? Or return back to school. So there's an education educational attainment space around that. Yes. You've just mentioned like maternal and infant health and right. That's There's right. so many ripples inside of this. And I think typically when we think about substance abuse, it's such a weird uh, taboo topic also. Yeah. Uh, and we still don't, is. Yeah. Even we just today. don't know right about mm -hmm. it. Um, we're just like, just stop. <laughs> right. Like yeah. we never think about it from a space of, no, this is a disease and it's a um, something that needs real support and not only support once, but again and again and again and yeah. throughout. So I'm curious how you meet with a chap. I'm using your word there. <laughs> and he says, hey, I, w I think you should work for Alpha Home. And you're like, I don't know anything about addiction. And I want to know what well, it was. Let, let me. OK. OK. Let me address not knowing perhaps anything about addiction. So okay. I am a foster and adopted child. Okay. And my adopted mother was alcoholic, undiagnosed, mm -hmm. and probably mental health issues, again, undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. So from my mid-20s, I've volunteered for agencies that either foster and adopt, and I've been on the board of several in the UK, uh. or are do, to do with battered women and to do with women coming out of whatever trauma or hurt they've been involved with, whether that's addiction or abuse or mm -hmm. so on, and to become empowered and to make the choices they make. And I started with the Princess Trust um, in the UK around 23 and have volunteered in various roles in that connection ever since. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't suffer from addiction. I'm okay. blessed. Sure. Um, but my connection with the women is putting women and children back together, putting that family unit back together, mm -hmm. because I've seen how much harm it causes when they can be broken. Right. So it, it's kind of, it runs through several different layers for me from a very personal point of view. Of course. And then, you know, into how I serve today. Angela, when you, that, that's, I'm, A, I didn't know the story, so mm -hmm. I'm like, now I have 400 other questions, and we're going to go down a sideways. <laughs> okay. So when you say, like, hey, I wanted to get, like, back into giving back, like, I didn't want to do widgets anymore, I mm -hmm. wanted to give back, mm -hmm. were you thinking immediately, like, this is where I'm, like, I think what I'm probably going to work with is either, it, it'll be something around women? Um, 
Women and children. Okay. So children are a, a big passion for me. I mean, okay. at, at Alpha Home, the standing joke is I'm the baby stealer. If they come <laughs> and do CPS visits, the babies are usually in some way more form visited by me. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. you know. Okay. Um, Your so, office is the sort of baby room is what yeah, we're Yeah, we have okay. one next door and I just go hang out on the floor sometimes okay. and play with the kids. Perfect. Um, so I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. When I went to see the career coach, um, I actually had my own business cards made. I was working here then, but... Um, I just wrote up the slide, I really want to run a non-profit. Mm. And that was two years before. And it wasn't the running of it more than what I can bring to it. What okay. What is going to be a value mm-hmm. that we can bring and change? Which is why I think you've seen, as you mentioned, there's a kind of shift in Alpha Home in mm-hmm. that we're, we're out more. We do ask crazy videos that you've seen mm-hmm. for Big Give and the like. Um, I really... I really wanted to spend some time in that space. Okay. And I've been very blessed to do so. We have a great team. Yeah. Shout out. No, you have a fantastic team at Alpha Home. And I think um, there's a couple of things, right, from an Alpha Home perspective and now knowing sort of where you've come from in in your own uh, personal growth. Mm When you think about Alpha Home, there's so many different things. I know we talked about sort of the ripple, and it's the idea of not really understanding the full story, right? And again, it comes to there's a continuum of care that occurs within um, our community, and how are we then helping people in the sometimes the worst times of their lives set them back onto either a good path or Mm -hmm. shift, giving them the left-hand turn that they needed to go down a different path? Um, And I feel like Alpha Home does that in such a... uh, like it's such a small and then big ripple, right? There's just like mm-hmm. you're saying, forty-seven women live in a residential facility at one time, but we serve twelve hundred women a year, right? And, and so I, that goes right. Know. And I, I, the reason I'm saying that is mm-hmm. we sometimes get stuck in the numbers or we the do. widgets, right? Where it's like, oh, it's only twelve hundred people when we know that like mm-hmm. food bank is serving thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands, right? Or that there's forty-seven women in a residential facility, and we're thinking, oh, only forty-seven women, and mm-hmm. it's like that's. Drop in the ocean, And it's exponential what could shift for them in the community. And I want to speak more specifically about that sort of exponential seismic shift that that occurs. Okay, so I'm I'm going to take it right back to one woman. Okay. Okay, so uh, start finances first because I just confessed to being an accountant. You did. Um, So one woman, if she's with me, it'll cost $10,500 for treatment. Okay. Okay. Her children will probably be cared for possibly by a family member because she's come to us sooner. Um, she won't be incarcerated, children are not in care, and when you start to add up those things and the fact they're not working, you look at in around a loss to the community of $220,000. So service mm-hmm. with us is 10500 okay. So there's that piece of the work sure. as well. But also, you know, women don't want to be addicted. You know, right. ma- many women come to us because of trauma. So caused in childhood or later, sexual, violent trauma, physical trauma, so on and so forth, and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So 87% of who we serve have co- co-occurring mental health concerns. Oh, okay. So we deal with that too. But if you get one woman on her feet and, you know, she's now raising her children, she's had education possibilities at Alpha Home and, you know, continues to receive support. So one of the things we have that is very unique to us, I mean, we're the only, only gender-specific program in the city for this, but also we have an alumni that's hundreds of women strong mm. and they are mobile, they're in action to support that woman as she moves forward in her life of recovery. Mm-hmm. We also have recovery support coaches now that can work alongside somebody for up to two years. You know, and there's, 
You know, recidivism is always a deal, right? Everybody's like, oh, well, they always fail. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, A, that's not true. Right. You know, and B, we have such success stories of people going to nursing school or becoming lawyers or becoming doctors or just having a life that's free of this addiction. Sure. But the shame and stigma, I mean, it, it kills me. Mm-hmm. You know, this disease can take anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. It doesn't matter where you came from. You know, anything is, it, it has no respect for that. So I think the judgment of others about addiction is we need to stop it. I mean, it's another disease. Well, and you're, you've you just know. mentioned, no, of course. And you've just mentioned too, right? Mental health also with Absolutely. a stigma, right? Alongside something mm-hmm. like addiction. Um, and then Bear County uh, has recently put a ton of resources into an opioid crisis. Yes. Um, right? That we've also seen. it. We What we're seeing, right, is that it's not like a non-existent thing. No. Um, Let's talk about the opiate money please. for a second. Though. So I'm on the yeah. opiate task force. Great. Um, and that's been reconvened this year under TJ Mays and County Judge Wolf and the mayor. Um, and it was a good piece of work to do. It was collaborative. Lots of people, different people in the room. I think we need to recognise in San Antonio, though, opiates are only a small part of this problem. Sure. The women I see are not insured. So we take the women who have fallen probably further than, you know, normal. Back up for me. And opioids are like things that a doctor prescribes. Uh, or unless it's heroin, yes. Okay, got it. So, so yeah. So opiates is a prescription, you know, started okay. to affect people that were getting prescriptions. So okay, <clears throat> suddenly there's a lot of money. I will right. say to you, <laughs> it's not filtered to Alpha Home or Lifetime or Rise. The money's in the, at the state level and is trying to come down right now, and okay. they're working with that to make that happen. Okay, with local mental health authority center. Sure. But now, what we struggle with here in San Antonio is methamphetamine. Okay. As you know, alcohol and methamphetamine. Methamphetamine mm-hmm. is cheap. It's an ugly drug. Mm-hmm. Nasty. Right. right. Insidious. It's you know, and we've always seen that here. So opiates are they a problem? Absolutely. But they are so outstripped by methamphetamine. You just. I. I want to make sure that we sort of highlight what you what you said uh, ish right you had mm-hmm. said it ish is this idea that opioids are, are something that are uh, prescribed and now all of a sudden people with health insurance who are getting mm-hmm. prescribed opioids and now all of a sudden we found money for them but things like alcohol or methamphetamines mm-hmm. where per- you don't need a prescription you probably don't have the health insurance you're doing something because of mental health etc that is lacking in dollars and absolutely sort of the spotlight generally um which is yet another piece right mm-hmm. um uh, when you say, are the women that you're seeing, the, that's their, the crux of the disease is meth and yes. alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Across the board. Yeah. And you mentioned a couple of other organizations as well, Rise Recovery. Yeah, Rise Recovery serve um, adolescence education. They don't do treatment per se, but okay. they're very in, in that field. Cicada, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Cicada. Of course. Again, education. San Antonio Council on Alcohol and Drug, Drug awareness. awareness. Yeah, they just changed the name. So. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and then Lifetime Recovery serve men as we serve women. Okay. So that the you know and that and Center for Healthcare is a local mental health authority. Of Volunteers of America is another one. Sure. Um. So we all do slightly different things, but all in the same space. Okay. And all are important. Okay. Yeah. Of course. And we work collaboratively collaboratively with all of them. When you think about addiction and the idea around sort of the stigma, et cetera, are there things that for people who a either don't have any uh, history of addiction in their families, mm-hmm. like they've never they never knew, or uh, 
uh, I think what typically comes up, right, is um, for people, it's like, just stop doing it, right? Just stop doing the thing. Um, What is the advice that you, as somebody who's been working in this space, who has a history of knowing people who are also suffering from addiction, what is the advice that you have for people who um, don't know about it? So if if you think you have a concern about how you're behaving, okay, okay, acknowledge the fact this is a brain disease. It's not a, it's not a choice at that level. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you're doing something, and the brain metabolism changes. You know, phys- there's a physicality change okay. in the brain. And if you do feel like that, get help. I mean, one of the I think the best words of advice I ever had coming in was from our one of our program directors and Melissa, um, and it was about you know when. Addiction starts to be, starts to create change in the way you live your life. So instead of putting gas in the car, you'll go and buy a bottle of wine. Mm. Instead of putting food on the table, you might go and see if you can score some Coke or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then it's starting to take over where you are. Okay. And there's a book called When the Servant Becomes a Master, because people think they're using alcohol, is a really good example of this, to relax after a day's work and chill out. And then suddenly that one glass is a bottle a day. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start to realize that it's not helping you now. Now you are subservient to whatever this substance is. Okay. And that's a good flag to recognize. If you see somebody in your family that's doing the same things, reach out for help, not just for them, but for you. Mm-hmm. So Al-Anon is good. Rise is really good at that. Again, Sakada for information. Or you can call Alpha Home. We have a family group that meets. Okay. Um, Lifetime do something similar. Um, and I think just... Don't be the burden of it. Don't feel like, oh, well, you know, the shame and stigma, I can't tell anybody. Mm. Reach out to people you can tell. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's an agency, great. If it's family, excellent. But don't leave it. Don't leave it till it gets too bad because then it gets much harder. Okay. If you if you could sort of impart um, to the community at large the thing that we should know about the work that y'all do, what is that? I like to. Oh, that's an interesting. That's a, oh God, the one thing. I like to just. Um, we're awesome. Make, <laughs> we're, we're awesome. Give us we do money. Great work. Um, I think that we're fighting a battle that's not going to go away. Okay. You know, I think they need to understand the level of collaboration. The fact that you know we talk about moving the needle on employment, but if the person you're trying to get employed is not clean and sober, right. how do they get to employment? Yeah, of course. You know, we've got to understand that. The services we offer and, and the sister and partner agencies I've mentioned need to be there to get people able to work, mm-hmm. able to progress. Yeah. And we can't ignore it because it's a nasty subject. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't ignore it because it's not cute. You know, it, its influence in this city is huge. And San Antonio is a party city. We've got Fiesta coming up. Mm-hmm. There are sober events at Fiesta. Right. That, you know, they, they exist, people. Right. Um, but it's hard. That That's a challenge. Sure. And to just... You know, if people come to you to be supportive of them and get help. The you know? I love that you sort of tied this in, right? The idea that there's like prevention and intervention. This isn't going to mm-hmm. go away, right? Um, we can intervene, which is what your work does, yeah. right? You intervene so that you can set them on a, a different path, a healthier path. Yeah. But there's also a space around, is there a way to prevent uh, addiction, Education. Okay. Uh, and we've got to go early. I mean, there's a campaign right now to get a sober high school in San Antonio. Mm. There's three in Houston. Oh, wow. For example. Okay. Or, you know, just to get, to educate, you know, young people and, and middle schoolers, we're starting to see 
you know, use 15, 15 year olds are 15 times more likely to use than their parents did oh, wow. today. You know, and we've, we've got to get into that prevention mindset so people don't think it's a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids that you see that you hear about, that, um, they're not addicts, they're like, they play sports or whatever, and there was a family lost two boys in one night uh-huh. um, in another state, not here. And what they'd done was drink, but then taken a pill out of a bowl because that's quite trendy now. You know, you raid your mom's cabinet and you put them in a bowl. And if that's we were, wait, what? Seriously. Okay. The, it's a kid thing. Okay. Child, well, teenage thing. But if they do that and they're drinking and taking opiate, they're going to stop breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to get, is it a horrible subject? Yeah. Do right. we have to talk about it to be protective of who we serve and the youngsters all day, every day? You're, um, we're into our fourth episode that's of The Story Goes. Okay. So you're our fourth podcast. And I think um, what I keep finding in every single conversation we've had is this idea of shining a light on something Absolutely. that feels like we shouldn't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Like in every single one of these episodes, we yep. keep hearing that over and over again. And it's sort of why we started it was why aren't we talking more specifically about all the things that are happening within our community and how they're not just one tiny little uh, soundbite, that there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate that you're sort of like, hey, it's okay to talk about it. And it doesn't, it's not great to, it's not sitting around talking about Game of Thrones, but it's certainly something. April 16th. I, believe me, it's Same. it's in my calendar. <laughs> um, but there, it's also like so, it's so important to, to say these things out loud. So mm-hmm. your is. parents need to be talking to their kids at a much younger age. Yeah. And we need Sakata going to schools and do that when the schools allow them to do so. Okay. You know, that that's part of what they do. Clarity child guidance. Mm-hmm. You get to mental health earlier, it prevents addiction further down the line. Yeah, or can do, plays a huge part into that. Of course, right? So we have mm-hmm. one in five children uh, have are struggling with a mental illness. If not yep. treated, becomes one in four adults. Absolutely. You're saying 87% of your the women who come through your program are also struggling with a mental illness yep. alongside addiction. Yes. Um so, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes when we have these conversations, I feel like it's overwhelming. And then I'm like, wait, it's not, because we have these organizations who are very clearly um, giving us the opportunity to engage in the way that we need to, uh, elevating conversations that need to be had, mm-hmm. shining lights in areas that aren't. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway about learning from about Alpha Home was not just that you're helping 1,200 women every year, 1,200 people every year, um, but that you are like at the forefront front, right, at the beginning yep. stages of potential economic growth of our community, Absolutely. educational growth. If we as a San, as San Antonio say, we want lower unemployment rates, we want lower levels of poverty, we want higher education attainment levels, mm-hmm. then we need to be investing in organizations that are allowing for people to re-enter Absolutely. Um, the, the workforce. Yeah. And I think the one thing, and the, this city is a very giving city. Mm-hmm. SA 2020 do great work in bringing collaboratives together and, and keeping us really focused on what we want to do. I have a concern sometimes that we're not, we don't take the family unit. So say, I've said that I've had this conversation a couple of times recently. Say the mum is with me, you know, the little one maybe in CPS care or maybe with family tapestry now perhaps. Okay. And maybe dad's with another facility Mm. when we can reunite that family and bring them back together don't drop them how Mm. do we continue that walk into more economic stability Mm -hmm. more better housing better education counseling for that family unit so that family unit then becomes stronger again together sure you know especially the children because they've been removed or dispersed yeah and then back how do we 
continue to move that family upwards through a cycle. Yeah, you're talking more specifically about like once we get them out of crisis. Yeah. How do we keep them yeah. stable now? And there are fabulous organisations all over San Antonio. Yeah. But who is doing the case management of not falling down those little those cracks and crevices yeah. along the way? Making sure they continue it support. Much, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a big deal for me. All right. That's another one. Okay. So <laughs> we like to end all of our uh, podcasts with a call to action. Okay. What would you say, I, we, somebody's just listened to this and the thing that they need to do or the things that they should do? Um, widely speaking in addiction, learn more. Okay. Don't judge. Okay. It could happen to you. Okay. It could happen to me. You know, don't judge it. Walk with the people, stay alongside them, widely speaking. For Alpha Home, obviously, it's usually about fundraising, right? So sure, we all course. need funds all, all the time. Um, but know that the help is there, that you can pick up the phone and have a conversation. And we have a huge, I say, city of support, as well as other agencies. Right. Um, let's connect the dots. Don't ignore it. Don't think there's nobody there for you, even if you've not got insurance, even if you've not got, you know, funding. There are people there to help. And... You know, I will stand shoulder to shoulder with our women that do the right things that want their children back. Mm. I mean, and, and I tell them that, you know, and it's a wonderful thing when we see that. It's, it's a joy. Mm-hmm. Um, people often ask me, is my job hard? And said, some, yeah, some days it's hard. But the joy in seeing that is everything. And that's available for everyone. Mm-hmm. So don't don't write yourself off. I Reach love out. that. Don't write yourself off. All right, Angela, thank you for doing this. Of course. Um, You're very welcome. And mostly to not only educate and inform us on your, but to bring your accent to our show. Because <laughs> basically people are going to tune in for that, I think. So no it's, tea and shortbread. That's that well, it, that's something we'll saying. have to work on. If, to hear, to read more about um, all the organizations that were mentioned today, we will make sure that we post them online at klrn.org slash the story goes. Um, this is four down. Um, and now I know that for the next time we'll have it, like tea and crumpets or something oh crumpets yeah crumpets are good okay all right i don't know what crumpets are i'll bring you some it's okay (laughs) i'll educate you more you got this (laughs) tea time next time Mm.